Thursday night and we are live. I hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. All right, we got the latest George Floyd incident that's trying to be perpetrated on us once again. This is Jordan Neely in New York City who is putting a chokehold because he's a dangerous felon. So I can't remember how many arrests it was, multiple. I can't remember. It's double-digit arrests, 30 to 80. I can't remember the number. But this is the latest one that's now going to become the the latest George Floyd uh, hands-up-don't-shoot case that we're going to see that's going to be thrust upon all of us. And this is why I tell you, you cannot live in a blue state. Who knows what's going to happen to this Marine who took matters into his own hands, which I don't blame him. He's sitting on this train, and there's a there's a definitive threat to his life and the threat uh, uh, to the lives and the safety of all the people on the train. He takes action. He takes uh, he takes action. He decides he's going to put this guy in a chokehold. The guy's now dead. Now here's the thing. Of course, they're saying that the cause of death was a chokehold. And I and again, now I could spend three hours. And and my producers over here to my right are smiling. I'm sure. Because I could spend three hours talking about Derek Chauvin. I mean, I spent three hours. But first, I had to apologize for falsely accusing him of murdering George Floyd once I saw that the facts came out, which needs to be happening right now because here's the thing. My son's an MMA fighter. I've actually myself been put in a chokehold. I put people in what they call chokeholds. They're not really chokeholds. They're not actually cutting off the air of somebody. They're cutting off the blood flow to somebody. But, you know, again, I digress. But just hearkening back to Derek Chauvin real quick, who's the alleged uh, second-degree murderer of George Floyd, where they found, and this is what I'm expecting to see happen. They're going to say that it was that that Jordan Neely died as a resort, uh, as a, um, because of a chokehold, but we're going to find out his toxicology reports also. They, they're going to come out slower, of course, about how many drugs were in his system. If there was, not saying that there is, but hearkening back again to George Floyd and Derek Chauvin, Derek, Derek Chauvin spending 22 years in prison and the federal government still going to try to, to uh, in violation of double jeopardy, charge him again with a federal hate crime on top of what he's already been convicted of. Anywhere he was charged with second degree murder. This is never done. This is called, uh, this is called uh, charge stacking. He was charged with uh, second degree murder, uh, third degree murder, First degree manslaughter, second manslaughter, all the way down so they could just stack charges and, and stack years. But even with all the charges that Derek Chauvin was convicted of, the average sentence for all those charges together was 11 years and he got 22. I mean, if he got like 12 or he got 13, that's one thing. Or even got slightly less, that's another. But they get twice as many years for what you're convicted of in comparison to every other person who's been convicted of the exact same crimes for the, in, the, in the exact same amount? It's really strange, isn't it? And of course, as I always bring up, how did Derek Chauvin strangle somebody to death when they weren't strangled to death? George Floyd had a 95% oxygenation rate in his lungs at the time of death. That means, that means air was never restricted from going into his body. And his toxicology report was that he had three times the lethal limit of fentanyl in his body. And that was actually the cause of death. And the coroner kind of changed it into the Potomac two-step and said that the chokehold was a contributing factor. Well, there never was a chokehold because Derek's, when, when George Floyd died, 
He had a 95% oxygenation rate, which is the average. That's what basically everybody has is 95 to 98% oxygenation rate in their lungs. So how did he, how, how did George, how did Derek Chauvin kill him of asphyxiation when George Floyd wasn't asphyxiated? So that's, I'm going to be waiting on all this to come out. But again, this is why I've said, do not live in a blue state. You have a Marine protecting himself, protecting the lives of others as he's been commissioned to do by the military, ex-Marine, doing what he thinks he's supposed to do in a blue state where now Alvin Bragg is going to decide your your fate. Alvin Bragg, Mr. Twinkies, is now going to decide your fate. Along with the two other men, you got one man standing by and another man helping him, basically kind of controlling the arms of Jordan Neely. So I want to just show you this first. This is who Jordan Neely is. Now, what you'll see on social media is you'll see a bunch of videos from leftists of Jordan Neely dressed up as Michael Michael Jackson dancing around the subway. That was years ago. He has since gone insane and become this man. He's world-renowned on the New York subway system. Everybody knows him. He's, he, he, there was even a blogger who went out of his way to film him. You can find it on social media today because the same blogger was the one who filmed Tucker Carlson fishing in Central Park. Same blogger. He actually filmed Jordan Neely also. Jordan Neely is out of his mind. And Jordan Neely has long since gone out of his mind. So they're going to tell you that he's Michael Jackson and Michael Jackson impersonator was murdered by an ex-Marine on the subway system. Well, first of all, for them to be murdered, you, you, for first degree murder, it had to be premeditated. It had to be in cold blood, which obviously it wasn't. So that's all out the drain. And it isn't murdered at all to begin with. At most, at most, it would be culpable negligence. At most. And that's at most. All right, so anyway, I want to just show you. This is a Caesar video, and it's, it, it's titled Another Innocent Hungry New Yorker, and that's how everybody's framing Jordan Neely. An innocent, hungry New Yorker. Is that who he was? Play it for me, Will. So I just wanted to show you that's who this guy is. And you can side by side the next one, Will, if you can. Just don't worry about it. If we go audio first, it doesn't matter. I'll talk over it. 
But it, now you have the same exact sort of situation was happening. And what's interesting is, is we said, you can't see him now. And like I told you, in the future, we're going to have both Will and Aaron on camera and mics. You'll be able to, we'll be able to, able to hear us interact. But well, the interesting thing is I was talking to Aaron while we were watching the video. And I actually said to him, why didn't people act? And Aaron said, look at him just filming him and nobody would act. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Would you act now? This is what this guy was doing the exact same thing. And a lot of this is kind of blurred out and stuff. I should have actually, there's, there we go. There, that's easy. So that's why he's, he's being held because you saw how dangerous it was. Did you see him grab a hold of the girl's hair? This guy has, has 30 or 40 previous convictions, for, or not convictions, arrests, or even more. I can't remember. It's well into the double digits. Never taken care of. Acting like that repeatedly is world-renowned on the New York subway. Violent, felonious crimes he's committed. Grab that girl by the hair. See how terrified she was? So he was doing the exact same thing. So instead of standing there with their cell phones, you know, standing there with their cell phones filming it, these guys actually took action. And now Jordan Neely is dead. They're saying that the cause of death is this chokehold right here, which is hard to believe because you watch the entire video He's breathing, and when and when he actually went limp, the guy released the chokehold. So it's hard to believe that he died of, of the chokehold. But again, I'm not a medical professional, but these are men acting to defend the lives, property, and safety of all those who are involved. He was screaming, I'm hungry, I have the right to eat, making all sorts of weird statements, and this guy took action to defend himself and all the people around. You don't see all the people around because they've all fled. So again, I tell you, and I, and I said, thank you, Aaron. There we go. 42 prior arrests, 42. I knew it was in the, I knew it was above 30, but I didn't want to say it was, <laughs> any, I didn't want to make any further guesses. So again, I, you know, I hate to say this because people will say that you lack bravado. Well, I'll ask you this. I was a cop for 25 years. Do you know how many times I did this? Not chokeholds. But you know how many times I did this? I, I mean, I was rolling around the ground with tons and tons of people over a 25-year career. So please, you know, don't, you can question my manhood if you want. Go ahead. But have you ever handled police calls? Have you ever, have you ever had to do this sort of thing? I have numerous times. But I'm telling you right now, would I do it now? If it was a threat to my own bot and to myself or to my family, you know, or my closest of friends, Maybe. Well, definitely for them, but for anybody else, I don't know because now this Marine and the two other men with him are now in the hands of Alvin Bragg, bought and paid for George Soros district attorney, along with Letitia James. You know, when we find out the background of these three men, one of them is noticeably Hispanic or black. When we find out the backgrounds, of these three men. We know that they're going to run the narrative that they're Trump supporters, even if there's no evidence of them being Trump supporters. And now they're in the hands of Letitia James, a disgusting worm of a human being. And if there was anybody worse, it's Twinkies who works for her. Alvin Bragg, the district attorney in Manhattan. So would I take action like this anymore? If it was in direct defense of my family or friends? Yes. For anybody else, I don't know. Because now what's going to happen to these guys? You had Alvin Bragg, who arrests the Bordega owner, 
who stabs a man who's committing armed robbery with a gun in his face, arrests him, and then arrests a parking lot attendant who gets shot by an assailant. The parking lot attendant takes the gun from his assailant and shoots his assailant, and Alvin Bragg arrests him, and both are charged with first-degree murder. Kyle Rittenhouse in, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, which is bought and paid for by, the, by Act Blue and the Democratic Party. He was very lucky that he got the right attorney, I mean, the right judge, otherwise he'd be in prison for the rest of his life, with video exculpatory evidence that shows that Kyle Ritten, Rittenhouse was, was committing an act of self-defense. But it doesn't matter. And he, this, there's a full, more full video of what Jordan Neely did. But yet, what's going to happen to these guys? That's why I'm telling you. You're like, well, I'll never commit crimes. It doesn't matter whether you commit a crime. You really, you know, here's another one. Kim Gardner just resigned. Bought and paid for George Soros. Bought and paid for district attorney in St. Louis with the McCloskey case. Remember that one? McCloskey case, we had Black Lives Matter all over their property, smashed down their fence, all over their property. And you had McCloskey and his wife stand out there with firearms. She charged them. With aggravated assault, they were facing 10, 20 years in prison for doing nothing. They never even pointed the gun at anybody. They just had him sitting there in the air like this. She just, she just had to quit. She just had to resign, which is, of course, good news. But if you're sitting there and you're going, you know what? With, with the only reason why that happened is yet you actually have a good attorney general in the state of Missouri, a great attorney general in the state of Missouri who's actually fighting off Biden's gun confiscation laws. So other than that, the McCloskey's would be be in prison. Just like all, you know, the Proud Boys who just got convicted today and are facing anywhere from 10 to 60 years in prison for seditious conspiracy on the 1-6 unarmed insurrection. How do you commit sedition without committing sedition? How do you commit how do you commit seditious seditious conspiracy when there was no seditious conspiracy? How, how does that happen? Because they just put it on a charging affidavit. Yeah, but Tom, someone would say that it's wrong. Who would say that it's wrong? And I apologize if this is redundant, but I want you to understand the criminal justice system so that you don't live in Washington, D.C. You're like, well, I, I didn't do anything wrong. It doesn't matter. What matters is the paperwork that's filled out and who reads the paperwork. But if the paperwork, you might be saying, if the paperwork does not include the elements of a crime, you're like, Tom, how would you know about all this? Because I've filled out hundreds of these affidavits. I've charged people with many, many crimes. And not only that, I approved many of these affidavits as a supervisor. I've read and I've written thousands of affidavits. So I know in combination they're in. I'm not saying that I wrote and read thousands, but in combination they're in thousands. So I know what it takes. And what happens is when you, when you do a probable cause affidavit, for those of you who don't know how it works, and I'm telling you this once again, so that you don't sit there in subjection to a Letitia James. You got to get out. You, especially if you're politically active. Especially if you're not going to use correct pronouns. But how it works is this. You have a crime or alleged crime. You fill out what's called. It was a, different states call it different things charging documents, probable cause affidavit. So I'll just use those synonymously. So you fill out your charging document and it should have the elements of a crime. Just say theft. I saw, I saw, uh, I saw the suspect pull up in his car 
load up numerous bags of fertilizer at Home Depot and drive off. That's the elements of a crime. You can charge the person. Here's his driver's Here's the picture of him in the video camera. Here's his driver's there's the, There's the elements of a crime. You're like, well, I'll never have to worry about that. It doesn't matter. If you have a Letitia James that's filling out that document, or let me put it this way. If you have an Alvin Bragg filling out that document and the one that has to approve that document is Letitia James, does it matter what's on the document? The, but the elements are, it doesn't matter. You'll still be tried and convicted. But even though there weren't, Trump is the living embodiment of this. They didn't have probable cause to raid Mar-a-Lago. They didn't have probable cause to impanel a grand jury for his election violations. They had not, they had not, they have no ability to do any of those things. They had no elements of any of those crimes, but yet those affidavits were approved because it doesn't matter what's on them. All that matters is political activism. That's all that matters. You're like, but yeah, but eventually somebody would see that there's not a legitimate crime on that charging document. Yeah, when? The state Supreme Court, which is also leftist? The appellate court, which is leftist? The county court? The city court, which is all leftist? Your jurors are all leftists? You'd be like, it's just going back to going back to theft. Well, you know what? The 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 state of the district attorney goes, I just think that he's a thief. Good enough. You think that you honestly think that it'd take more than that? Who would backstop it? Who would stop it? You're like Tom. This the, you're you're spouting out a lot of scary things. Yeah, we live in a very scary country right now. You're like Tom. You're a pastor of a church. Yeah, the, the church should be donning its black robes and speaking out against fraud. Fraud is lying. It's called false witness against the person. One of the seven abominations of God. The church should speak out against things like sin and lying, which is a sin. But instead, they, well, I don't want to include my, I don't want to preach politics from the pulpit. That's not a Bible verse. Why are you preaching it? So I just wanted to put that out there. There's the latest edition of George Floyd. Switching subjects, let's go to the border. Tim Young video. Now, I've showed you this video twice in the pregame, but just to set the table. Play it for me, Will. He has tools that he's used to, to make sure that we do this. We actually deal with the immigration system in a humane way uh, and in a, in a way that is uh, uh, that actually deals with what we're seeing at the border. And that's why you've seen the parolee program be so successful. Uh, it has, it has, um, it has uh, uh, when it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down uh, by more than 90%. And that's because of this act, the actions that this president has taken. Now, she says that she was speaking about a parolee program. I've only got two witnesses in the room tonight. Anybody see any mention of a parolee program? Uh, uh, legislation or whatever parolee uh program that they have that no 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 mention of that at all she said illegal immigration is down 90 percent. that's what she said so let's investigate ourselves tonight shall we so we have chuck cholesterol video which by the way is it down 90 percent when last month we had 250,000 people cross the border is that is that down and by last month i don't mean april i mean march because april stats haven't come in yet so is it are we really down 90 percent how are we down 90%? And of course, don't forget their shell game that they're pulling. What they're doing is they're actually registering the illegals in Mexico and then sending them across the border so they can say that they're not illegals because they were registered in Mexico. There's still the same amount of illegals crossing the border. It's just now they're crossing with a receipt. 
It'd just be like if you're playing baseball and you go in, I never, I never strike out anymore because you just na- rename strikeout uh, stops. I never strike out anymore. I just stops. It, that's, all, that's all Washington is about. Whether it's debt ceiling, whether it's we've cut the budget, they never cut anything. It's all just renaming things constantly. So here's the, so she says 90% of illegal immigration is down. She said that was part of her president's parolee program, which she never mentioned there, strange, and then says when she's questioned by Ducey, you gotta, she goes, you need, to, you need to lower the drama. You need to lower the drama. He wasn't yelling or screaming. He wasn't nearly as hyperbolic as I am right now. He's just simply asking a calm and collected question. You said, you said that illegal immigration was down 90%. What were you talking about? And then she goes, well, I was really talking about this parolee program, which was never mentioned in the entire press conference. Such bold-faced, obstinate liars. They, they, listen, this is something I'll, I'll tell you. Speaking, if you want to know something from the pulpit, understand the difference between people who are sinners. Everyone, anybody who doesn't come to Jesus is going to hell, period. There you go. I know nobody says that anymore, except I say it all the time. But there's a definitive difference between sinners, people that are just out, you know what, whether it's a drug addict, whether it's a drunk, whether it's a liar, whether it's a tax cheat, whatever it may be, lusting, adulterer, whatever, those are people who are sinning. And they're lost. But then you have the wicked, like Kareem Jean-Pierre, like Joe Biden, like the globalist left, who are actually actively working against God and are bold-faced, audacious, agenda-driven liars. Very different between wicked and sinner. So here's the evidence, Chuck Cholesterol video. Just in, massive uh, convoy of migrant buses out of Costa Rica headed to the U.S., but I thought immigration was down 90%. Play for me, Will. All right, here's migrant buses on the 3rd of May, 2023. They're coming up from Darien. Now, ready yourself, despite what Kareem Jean-Pierre says, what people in the know are actually expecting when Title 42 goes down, which is, for those of you that don't know, Title 42 kept people out because of COVID. I'm not going to digress into too much of that, but it kept people out. I hate the whole COVID, all the COVID narrative, but that actually had a good thing because it kept people out because of using COVID lies to keep people out, which you don't need. Just keep them out. Do what Trump did. Remain in Mexico, period. That's the end of it. Basically, all immigration ceased. The cartels didn't own the border. Now they completely own the border. We have kids being raped every day and trafficked all over the country and 85,000 kids that are missing. But people in the know are saying between 700,000 and 1.2 million people will cross the border as soon as Title 42 drops. And lo and behold, which is in a few days or a few weeks or next month, I can't remember when exactly it goes down. I believe it's May something though. So there's the buses ready to bring them to wherever to wherever they're going to go. There it is. And yet Kareem Jean-Pierre says 
that illegal immigration is down 90% and you have a giant convoy of commercial buses just waiting to bring May 11th. Thank you, Aaron. May 11th, Title 42 goes down. There you go. Never that far off. Let's go to the next one. Proud Elephant video. So she says illegal immigration's down 90%. Now you're like, she walked it back. Well, you know, the only reason why she walked it back was because she was confronted by actual statistical data. Otherwise, she'd still be saying illegal immigration is down 90%. Well, here's what's going on in El Paso. Play it for me. I have lived here for over 38 years, and I've never seen anything like this in El Paso. This is unsustainable. It's not normal. Please help us, and enough with the politics of it. Before I talk here, go right to the next one for me. Well, Christie video. This is another one. This is in the same town. Does this look like illegal migration is down 90% illegal illegal immigrants scrambling for supplies? Play it for me. There you go. That really looks like a 90% decrease in illegal immigration, doesn't it? So here's a declare victory video. Joe Biden has not been enforcing Title 42. Hold up on that in just a second. I'm just taking a right-hand turn here because I wanted to, first of all, dispel the absolute lies of Corrine Jean-Pierre. I mean, bold-faced, wicked, demonic lies coming from the White House press secretary at the command of Who's ever running the White House now? Susan Rice is gone and Ron Klain is gone. I don't know who's running the White House right now, but who's ever running the White House? We know it's not Joe Biden. Joe Biden, they just prop up and have him walk out, mumble a few incoherent words and waddle back into the White House somewhere to an undisclosed location. So we covered that 90% uh, that the that illegal immigration has been lowered 90%. Obviously, it was a bold-faced lie. We got that. Now let's go to some of the dire consequences of it not being lowered at all. As a matter of fact, we all know that Joe Biden, by the end of this year, will have allowed between six and seven million illegals that we know about. Understand, I want everybody, I know this is redundant for those of you that watch the TLP. Understand this, though. When you hear that he's allowed between six and seven million people in three years to illegally cross the border, it's one to five times that many, so it's a minimum of 10 million. A minimum of 10 million people have been allowed to cross. Where where do you get that from? CBP statistics, Customs Customs and Border Patrol statistics. They always say that because those are known captures. What I mean by captures, not necessarily people who are captured, but those are the people that they know cross the border, including gotaways. They see the gotaways. A lot of times gotaways gets confused. People get confused with that about how to, how to work that into the statistical data, but that includes the gotaways that they have on video that CBP officers have said three got away, they mark it down. That includes the gotaways. Five to seven million will have crossed the border. So what does it say six million? Will have crossed the border in Biden's first three years of his administration, if not more. But those are the ones everybody knows about, including the gotaways. But according to CBP statistics, It is always one to five times that many. So it's either 10 million or 25 million people have actually crossed the southern border. Do you see the pictures of El Paso? The woman's saying, I've lived here for 38 years 
and I have never seen this before in all of my life. The streets just swarming with illegals. You saw the, the supply truck swarming with illegals. And it's expected after May 11th, when Title 42 goes down, that 700,000 to 1.2 million are going to come that day. Yeah. And the buses are lined up. Isn't it funny? What's the date today? May 4th? Is it? No, tomorrow's the 5th. Cinco de Mayo's got to be Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the 4th, right? Yeah. Let me, let me get it, Jerry. May 4th. There we go. May 4th. Cinco de Mayo's got to be a Friday, right? Not that I give two craps about Cinco de Mayo, but... But all the buses are lined up now for one week from now. One week from now, Title 42 goes down. And they're all lined up in Costa Rica right when you cross the Darien Gap. Load up on your buses and head to America. And those aren't the only buses. More and more buses were coming in, if you noticed. And there's grievous consequences to all of this. Here's one. Declare victory, declare victory video. Joe Biden has not been enforcing Title 42. Alex Jones, play it for me. Uh, when it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down uh, by more than 90 percent. And that's because of this act, the actions that the president has. It's difficult to describe, Jim, with words. So I want to walk so you can walk with me and just see the magnitude of the number of individuals who are around this church here. Just just streets from downtown El Paso. A lot of these individuals you'll see are males, adult males. A lot of the women with children are actually in shelters. So here's CNN pointing out the mess that the establishment that they work for has created, saying, oh, my gosh, we're here in El Paso. It's not even the worst. McAllen's like five times worse. We see the giant caravans of tens of thousands coming through every few days. And she says, Title 42 is already in place. Why aren't these people being deported? Well, because Joe Biden has not been enforcing Title 42. And now he's completely getting rid of Title 42 and saying he's going to put 1,500 troops on the border, but not to send them back with Title 42 to let them in and to put them on the buses and trains and planes and ship them to God knows where to be voters, to be sweatshop workers. How many years did I tell you under Obama and Trump stopped it? something great he did, and then under Biden the last two and a half years, the third sweatshops, they sign them up for welfare, they steal their welfare check, then they sign them up at sweatshops and give them about half their paycheck. Because I read local news around the country, this comes out, and some of the federal agencies still do their jobs, so they're busting them, doing it. So they sign them up for slavery, they steal their welfare check, then they sign them up at another entity to work at some sweatshop or a McDonald's, that's in the news today, illegal aliens working at McDonald's, 10-year-olds, for no pay, because the paycheck is paid to the Democratic Party lawyers and to the system. And then they sign them up as voters and give them the names of dead people to go vote. what this is all about it's ngos non-governmental organizations working for this uh, this is the cover that they always use we have alvin bragg say you know what i didn't receive any money from george soros no he received money from act blue basically again they won't even use act blue it'll be something like uh 
WorkBlue. That's a subsidiary of ActBlue that George Soros gave all the money to that then gave all that money to Alvin Bragg. See, I never actually received anything from George Soros. Yeah, you just received it from the organization that George Soros gave all the money to. That's the, that's, that's the, that's the game that they play. And all of these NGOs depend on the Democratic Party for existence. Well, it's including Catholic charities. They depend on the Democratic Party for existence. So they got to have a board. It's like, it's like Al Sharpton has to have racism or he doesn't exist. You have to have an open border for Democratic Party Act Blue NGOs to exist. So they leave the border open and these people just collect billions and billions of dollars per year. And now they found 10-year-olds. They found it's an absolute fact. Google it right now. So you don't think it's right-wing conspiracy theory. They found 10-year-olds working for no money in McDonald's. And those paychecks go to where? NGOs working for the Democratic Party. So they can perpetually, they, I mean, think about it. I mean, again, I could spend four hours on it. So they, all, all this money gets funneled to NGOs, which then funnel it back to the Democratic Party. It's a, it's a there I go, Aaron, I'm back to my word again. It's a symbiote. I don't want to use circle bleep. It's a symbiote. The, an endless symbiote of money. Planned Parenthood gets, gets $600 million reinstituted by the Biden administration. Donald Trump took it away, as well as ending funding for global abortions. They get the $600 million from the Democratic Party, which, by the way, just so everybody knows, Democratic Party and the Republican Party, but we're talking about the devils right now, not the spineless Republicans. That's the difference between the two. Spinelessness versus demonic. I'll choose the spineless, sadly. Die art Republican. But what they do is give $600 million to Planned Parenthood and Planned Parenthood sends them back $100 million to the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party is a private institution. A private institution paying people hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to work for it. But they get government money sent. Democrats working in the government get government money sent to an institution to then have their private party funded by that government money that was sent to the institution. That's what's happening here. And of course, they sent 15 of green. Jean-Pierre couldn't answer the question for Peter Ducey. If the border's secure, why are you sending 1,500 troops down there? And it's like Alex Jones says, anybody thinks they're going to, what do you think they're going to line up in tanks and stop the illegal migration? No. They're going to facilitate the illegal migration. Just like, just like Donald Trump was facilitating, using the military to facilitate the vaccine. Why was he doing that? Tom, I thought you liked Trump. I love Trump. I'm voting for Trump again. What about DeSantis? DeSantis hasn't announced. What if he does announce? Then I'll let him debate it and then I'll decide. But as of right now, the only person in the race that I give two craps about is Donald Trump. I'm voting for him again. But he made a galactic mistake with the vaccines. When he, when he said, you know, we're going to have troops go out and help to uh, disseminate the vaccinations to people. We're going to get, we're going to use the tri- troops to go out and hand out vaccinations. But you know what the problem was? Is that the vaccinations were a DOD response. How many of these things are DOD responses? Is the border a DOD response? It's actually how Trump used, how Trump ended up getting the, the border wall funded, which he should have done. There's rights and there's wrongs and it vacillates back and forth. But the 1,500 troops that are going to go down there are going to be used to facilitate illegal migration because what, what, what it is, what this is all about is World Economic Forum agenda. You know, and it's easy to say World Economic Forum. 
But it's the Democratic Party agenda because the Democratic Party is a tentacle of the World Economic Forum. A powerful tentacle because it's working in the United States of America, the most powerful nation in the, in, in the world as of right now. Quickly losing that to China. And China's only getting it through currency manipulation. Their entire, their, everybody remember China? Just a few months ago? I don't know if Aaron, you and probably, yeah, Aaron remembers everything, still remember it. We played a video of China had tanks out in front of their banks, tanks in front of banks. It's a few months ago because they had a run on their banks too. They just, but they just don't tell anybody. They did. They just. They just prop up their currency over and over again. It's all fraudulent currency assessments. They're entire. They are in an extreme depression. They, they. You can. You can get videos from China of empty apartment complexes everywhere. It's a ghost town in China. But it's just propped up. But again, you know, I digress. But what this is all about. This illegal migration is about flooding the United States, flooding the Netherlands, flood, flooding th- first world, five eyes countries. The five eyes countries are, see if I can get them all, United States, Canada, uh, Great Britain, New Zealand, and Australia. Those are the five eyes countries. Flood them with illegals. We're being flooded with Chinese military aged men right now at the border. That's a Fox News video. Post Tucker firing. Fox News video of Chinese military men illegally migrating through the southern border at the discretion of Joe Biden. He's perfectly fine with it. Where do they go? Nobody knows. We have we had a we had, I mean I don't I still don't understand the story. And again this was a mainstream source. How do you have a Chinese police station in Manhattan? I mean remember it just got closed down by the FBI. The only reason why the FBI acted is because it must have been so audaciously out there that they had to act. Otherwise they would have left it there. The strange Chinese-only vaccine clinic that we have, vil- we have video footage of in downtown New York, downtown Manhattan. This is a giant globalist scheme. Oh, there he goes again, right-wing conspiracy. Really? It's all right-wing conspiracy there. We got the rollout of CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, coming on July 11th, which I'll get into in a minute. But those 15,000 tr- troops down there are to facilitate the illegal migration of, of 700,000 to 1.2 million illegal migrants because what they want to do is flood the United States, flood the Netherlands, flood Australia, flood New Zealand, flood Great Britain, flood Germany, flood all of these countries, first world countries, with illegal migrants. You have, you have in Sweden right now, the rape rate is up 30 to 40% from illegal migrants who feel like women are property so we can do whatever we want with them. Why are, why, why are people allowing this? To, because wh- who's allowing this and why would anybody allow it? Because the people who are allowing it are people like Mark Rutt and Joe Biden and Justin Trudeau, which are all devout religious members of the World Economic Forum. And the plan is to flood these countries with illegals who have no heritage connection to the country, to the Constitution, Charter of Rights, whatever, whatever the country has in place. They have no heritage connection to it, so they're easily globally governed. That's the point of it all. So that when the World Health Organization, when their pandemic treaty is fully institutionalized in the United States, all these illegal immigrants, when they're told to lock down, will lock down. They won't be constructionist, constitutionalists like Aaron and I and Hope and Will. No, not like you probably that are watching right now. They'll just be people who go, you know what? That's what you do. We've been told by our ruling authorities we're living in the United States, the greatest country in the world that has no semblance of its former self. They don't even know it doesn't have a semblance of its former self. They think lockdowns are just part of the United States. They're being easily globally governed. I can spend four hours on it. 
All right, we, are we at I mean, therefore I am, Will? All right, here we go. I mean, therefore I am video. Now, this is, now here's the right-hand turn that I meant to take 17 minutes ago that I never did. So here it is now. So that covers the 90% lie from Kareem Jean-Pierre. Now, here is the repercussions of it. The people who claim to be compassionate for kids, to speak up for kids, you always hear them say, you know what, we, we want our kids to be safe. We want to allow our kids to lop off their penises and their breasts and their testicles because we really care about the kids. The same kids that they want to lop off their penis and testicles when they're 14, 14 years ago, would have happily pulled them piece by bloody piece out of their mother's womb. They claim to be advocate for kids while you have, and again, this is the third time I brought this up, but I bring it up again because it's such a startling story of an eight-year-old girl showing up at the border with 67 different samples of semen inside of her body. Raped a minimum of 67 times. One guy could have raped her 10 times, which takes it to 77. Another guy 10 times takes it to 87. Who had, who had such a severe case of laryngitis because she'd been screaming and crying for days. They, they, where are the advocates for kids? Where, 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 where is Jalapal? Where, where is AOC? Where's Iona Presley and Rashida Tlaib? These advocates for kids. Where are they at? Wouldn't you respond down to the border to see this poor eight-year-old girl who'd been raped 67 times? The only reason why they don't is because she's not old enough to get an abortion so they wouldn't be able to advocate for her to get abortions. So there's, here is the actual human holocaust that's occurring at the border. Play it for me, Will. Visit these homes before these children are deposited in them? No, absolutely not. The, the history is about 4 to 6% of homes are ever seen. So we're talking about taking a child. I got pet shelters offer more vetting than that. Yes, exactly. And, and what kind of follow-up is done uh, well, to, to assure the, the welfare of the child? A phone call that we don't know who's answered, you and, know, who's answered, who's answering the call. We cannot verify so, that. So first of all, point. when we do make contact, we don't know if we're actually talking to the so-called sponsor. Exactly. And for 85,000 of them, they're not even answering. They've yes, just completely fallen off the radar. Yes, Chairman, yes. Uh, Ms. Rose, it's been reported that the cartels charge thousands of dollars to traffic these children. How are these debts repaid? How many debts actually get repaid? No, no, how are the debts repaid? By, by working and sometimes in slave labor. There was an example uh, when Project Veritas went and knocked on doors in some of the hot spots that I gave them. A 16-year-old girl said she's being pimped by her sponsor, who claims to be her aunt. But the little girl says, I don't know, I've never met her. Ms. Rodriguez, so, you, you, you heard similar stories in Texas, is that correct? Yes, yes sir, that is correct. With the, um, a lot of the, especially the younger children that I've personally met along the border, um, again, they're, they're come with these small little pieces of paper with handwritten numbers on them. They're told, uh, from what they tell me, um, of who their sponsors are going to be, that this is their, a lot of them is their tío, um, like their uncle, their, their mother or their father that they've never met, um, and, and they don't know who they are until they've never met them. The, the, the Florida grand jury did a five-month study of this issue in their state and discovered exactly the same thing. So we're seeing that in California, we're seeing it in Texas, uh, we're seeing it uh, in, um, uh, in, in, in Florida. Um, uh, when we're told these placements are, are carefully vetted, are, are, are we being gaslighted? Yes, Chairman. 
Ms. Vaughn. Yes, and that's why the state of Florida, for example, the grand jury there is recommending that uh, that the state pass a law requiring these sponsors to come forward so that the state can do the vetting because they know that the federal government is not doing it. Um, it's, it's simply not happening. Now, if, if these children were safely returned to their homes, what would that do to the cartel's business model? It would dry up. That's what, that's what Border Patrol officers have told me when I'm down there, is, is, is if you get them safely home, as I said, the, the, they, they don't offer refunds, uh, word will spread very fast. That's a bad investment. So we have $32 trillion in debt, and what's happening here is all these, all these Democrats, you're like, Tom, get, you know what? What about the Republicans? You know what? The Republicans are spineless. They're not evil. They're not demonic. They're just spineless worms. A lot of times. No, not everybody. Not that guy was just talking right there, McClintock, whatever his name is. But what's happening is all this money, $32 trillion in debt, it's basically, I'm going to get mine. That's Democrat. I'm going to get mine. I'm going to get mine. I'm going to go on, take the money and run, baby. And what happens is all, this, all these billions and trillions of dollars go to these NGOs. These NGOs are receiving pieces of paper from the cartels saying, here's this 13-year-old's Aunt Bertha in Houston. And the, and the NGOs go, good enough for us. Here's my, here's, give me my 10,000 per kid. We found them a nice home. Well, quote, were these, were these contacts of these relatives, these placements carefully vetted? Absolutely not to the point where it's so bad and so egregiously bad that Ron DeSantis is taking it over in the state of Florida. And people can say whatever they want about Ron DeSantis. And I see these people, bad mouth and DeSantis, ridiculous. You're being, you're being stupid. You don't have to tear down Ron DeSantis for the glory of Trump. You don't have to do it. And I love Trump, but I also love DeSantis. You can do both. But so bad that Ron DeSantis said, you know what? I, we're, we're not going to trust the federal government. The federal government is funneling trillions of dollars, billions of dollars, $32 trillion in debt, billions of dollars to the border, probably trillions, to the border, to NGOs who are going to, quote unquote, place these kids and not vet, the, not vet the placements. You just saw the one story, and Aaron and I played the video. It's a 16-year-old girl, gets placed with her aunt she's never seen before, who pimps her out to men. She's getting raped seven, eight times a day. That's the Biden administration. That's not the Trump administration. And allegedly, the Biden administration is an advocate for women's rights, an advocate for children's rights, the very ones they want to abort maim sterilize they're yeah, right so here's josh holly's response to this basically the response to the video that i just showed you play it for me this is criminal you've used exactly the right word that's what i said to alejandro mayorkas last week when i questioned him on this and i just say this at this point the fbi needs to be involved they need to go find every single one of these kids yes. eighty-five thousand or more who are lost fbi needs to find them we need to have an investigation by the fbi into the Homeland Security Department, into HHS, to figure out who is facilitating these smuggling rings. Are they deliberately not doing their job? Are they deliberately or negligently turning these kids over to smugglers? We need to find out. The FBI needs to get on it and launch a full-scale investigation right now. We're looking at the biggest child smuggling ring and the biggest child labor ring in American history, and this administration is responsible for it. 
So there you go. And one more, I want to remind everybody of something. I've been banned off of YouTube again, which costs us about 100 viewers every show. When we're usually around 4, 4, 4, 430, 440 right now, and we're 340 right now across our platforms. Like and share, like and share, like and share. Get this out to as many people as you can. I cannot friend you on Facebook. The church cannot friend you on Facebook. We've been banned from friending people. So you can find us on YouTube under my producer, Aaron Yeager. You can find it running on YouTube. You can find it under the church one too. On, still on YouTube, but get, us, get the word out to as many people as you can because I'm regularly banned off of YouTube. It's just the way that it is. So I'm banned for like two weeks. It's not a ban, Thomas, a strike. It's a ban, so it's a ban. Why? Because of I put out the truth. And now that we live in an inverted world, truth means disinformation. So I was banned for disinformation. Jesse Waters making a right-hand turn now talking about Joe Biden. The latest story that's come out, many of you have seen this, Jesse Waters' video. Highly credible whistleblower says that the FBI has information about Joe Biden directly dealing in Hunter Biden's business dealings. Play for me, Will. Fox News alert, this just in. A highly credible whistleblower is alleging that the Department of Justice has evidence that the President of the United States, Joe Biden, was directly involved in a criminal scheme with a foreign national. We're being told that Justice has had in their possession a document showing Biden directly exchanged money for policy decisions when he was vice president. Again, a foreign national bribed Vice President Biden in exchange for policy decisions. This isn't just cracked out, Hunter. This is a direct link to the president of the United States. Senator Chuck Grassley, who broke the news, says these allegations are very credible. Listen. We have credible information that this uh, possible uh, criminal activity took place. I do have uh, faith in the whistleblowers that bring it to me that this document exists. We have a rough idea of what's in the document from the uh, credible uh, whistleblower. We get this information. The document exists, and we'll have to get the document. This is Grassley's wheelhouse. He doesn't mess around when it comes to whistleblowers. Grassley's the real deal on this stuff. And that's bad news for Biden. This could be hard evidence that Joe was doing political favors for cash. And the FBI and the Justice Department knew it. And they sat on it, just like they did with the laptop for over a full year in the run up to the last election. And since this is another election cycle for Biden, I guess it was all part of the plan, another cover up. But now Oversight Chair James Comer is issuing a subpoena to the FBI and Chris Ray, ordering them to release this document immediately. And Grassley is telling the White House they better not cover it up by classifying it. Do you believe that the subpoena will also ultimately be successful and Chairman Comer will be able to obtain this document? What level of confidence do you have? It'll be successful unless the White House classifies this document. And uh, they better not because I know it's a non-classified document. But they could keep me from getting it by classifying it. Going from last to first, classifying with, with how they hide everything now, the weaponization of government, which is why we have Jim Jordan over the weaponization of government subcommittee now, is that they just simply classify everything because you have to, it, it's no longer a threat to national security, it's a threat to Democratic Party malfeasance. Again, we live in an inverted world. 
classifications and top secret, deeming something to be top secret is for national security purposes, not to cover up the malfeasance of Anthony Fauci and Joe Biden, the NIH, FDA, and the federal government, the FBI, CIA, and I could go on and on. So here's, here, here's basically a rundown of this oversight committee tweet. Uh, uh, James Comer, Chuck Grassley revealed the existence of an FBI record alleging that VP Biden engaged in a bribery scheme with a foreign national. Now, you notice where this is coming from. This is coming from the oversight committee. They are using the verbiage bribery, which, by the way, in and of itself is an impeachable offense. You don't have to worry about uh, high crimes and misdemeanors. Bribery itself is an impeachable offense. According to the whistleblower, the, this record details an alleged arrangement involving an exchange of money for policy decisions. See, read, read the letter on the bottom. Here's the letter on the bottom. So, Oh, that's good, Aaron. Perfect. So I'm going to read it to you. If you can't see it, you can't see it, but just know that I'm reading it to you. This, of course, is, this is, going, this is coming from Chuck Grassley's office to Merrick Garland and Christopher Wray. Dear Attorney General Garland and Director Wray, we have received legally protected and highly credible, unclassified, I repeat, unclassified whistleblower discussions. Based on these disclosures, it has come to our attention that the Department of Justice and the Federal Bureau of Investigation possesses an unclassified FD-1023 form. Pretty specific, right? How, how, how righteous is this claim? Look at the specificity of it. Unclassified FD-1023 form that describes an alleged criminal scheme involving then-Vice President Biden and a foreign national relating to an exchange of money for policy decisions. It has been alleged that the document includes a precise description of how the alleged criminal scheme was employed as well as its purpose. Based on the alleged specificity within the document, it would appear the DOJ and FBI have enough information to determine the truth and accuracy of the information contained within it. However, it remains unclear what steps, if any, were taken to investigate the matter. Leave it right here for me, Aaron, because you got it situated perfect. So as usual, they've had these, this 1023 in their possession. The Merrick Garland's DOJ, under the Merrick Garland's DOJ, you have Christopher Rice, FBI, both of them ardent, left-wing, Goebbels, Mengele, brown shirt, Gestapo for the Democratic Party. That's Christopher Ray. That's Merrick Garland, the most corrupt attorney general and director of the FBI we ever had. And that's comparing it to Mueller. And that, that, that's, I mean, think about who we're comparing that to. James Comey and Robert Mueller and Ray is worse. Again, you look at our previous attorney generals. I mean, think, think about you in order for you to be the worst attorney general in history, like Merrick Garland. I mean, you got to be worse than Eric Holder who denied congressional subpoenas just like Steve Bannon, but of course he was never charged because the FBI's brown shirt Gestapo for the Democratic Party and only charges Republicans with the exact same crimes that they don't charge Democrats with. So they've had this information in their possession, just like they've had the Hunter Biden laptop in their possession, which has potential child pornography, drug use, the violation of the, of the, uh, the federal uh, firearms licensing uh, requirement that Hunter Biden lied under the, I can't remember something, 44 form, that Hunter Biden lied, uh, lied to get his, his firearm. We have to, he lied and said that he was not a drug user. All that's right there, provable. He never gets charged. And they've had this document right here that shows. Form that describes an alleged criminal scheme involving then Vice President Biden. Ignored. Completely ignored. Because they're Democrats. 
And, and people think that we have a fair and just, oh, I just trust the jury. I just, I just trust our fair and just, fair and just criminal justice system. Really? And a former national, uh, then Vice President Biden, and a foreign national relating to the exchange of money for policy decisions. It has been alleged that the document includes a precise description of how the alleged criminal scheme was employed as well as its purpose. Based on the alleged specificity within the document, it would appear the DOJ and FBI have enough information to determine the truth and accuracy of the information contained within it. However, it remains unclear what steps, if any, were taken to investigate the matter. The significant public interest in assessing the FBI's response to this information, as well as growing concern about the DOJ and FBI's track record of allowing political bias to infect their decision-making process, necessitate exacting congressional oversight. The DOJ and FBI appear to have vulnerable to, va- to have valuable, verifiable information that you have failed to disclose to the American people. Can you scoot it up a little bit? Oh, now where am I at? Oh, last part. Therefore, Congress will proceed to conduct an independent and objective review of this matter. So they have a whistleblower. It's not that the whistleblower has created this document. The whistleblower is saying that the FBI has a document that says that Joe Biden was receiving money for policy decisions as vice president. Not the whistleblower's document, not what the whistle, not the not the whistleblower's witness statement, not his not his sworn affidavit, the FBI's own investigation under their FD one hundred three form, their FBI's own investigation reveals that Joe Biden was receiving money from a foreign entity to make favorable political decisions for that foreign entity. That is treason. That is espionage. That is bribery, depending on what it's at minimum bribery and all the way down to treason, depending on what exactly he was receiving payment for. Did it have to do with missile silos? Treason. If it had to do with immigration, bribery and espionage, who knows? But they're sitting on a form from their own investigation that reveals mal criminal malfeasance of Joe Biden when he was vice president, and don't do a daggum thing about it. Cannot, and while they're raiding Mar-a-Lago and arresting pro-lifers standing out in front of abortion clinics, singing "How Great Thou Art," that's the current state of the DOJ. All right, Jack Posobiec tweet between the lines: an FBI FD 1003 is a just so everybody knows what it is is a secret FBI document, not a whistleblower document, an FBI document from an FBI informant. Document detailing communication between an FBI special agent and an FBI clandestine human source, the CHS, which is an undercover source, an FBI asset. This means that there, there was an FBI operating operation running during the Biden administration that Joe Biden was caught up in. So leave this up for me so I can use it as a reference point. And let me just, I'm just, the other couple seconds on this is just so everybody to reiterate everybody's always like well when's something going to happen nothing's going to happen while Merrick Garland's there Tom that can't happen something has to happen now you can't there's nothing you can do because the people writing the affidavits won't write the affidavit so it's not going to happen it starts with a charging document Merrick Garland Christopher Wright are never going to charge themselves with crimes it's, it's not going to happen. Okay, they don't even necessarily have to. They need to be charging Joe Biden. The problem is, see, they've already committed crimes. Merrick Garland and Christopher Ray have already committed crimes. 
They have been covering for political purposes criminal activity, which is obstruction, felony obstruction of justice for two and a half years. Who knows how long this has been in the FBI's possession? And please, please remember, this is a confidential human source, a confidential informant. This was an FBI, this was a special agent in communication with an FBI informant who came together while they're investigating Joe Biden and put together a form called the FD-103, basically a testifying document, a witness statement. This is not the whistleblower. This is, you're gonna hear all the lies come out from the left. And it's always so funny to me, if you have to lie to protect your narrative, your narrative must suck. This is not, this is not a whistleblower. This is not the whistleblower statement. This is the whistleblower testifying about the statement of the special agent and clandestine informant investigating Joe Biden and then putting together an FD-1003 that says Joe Biden was receiving money to legislate things inside of the United States from a foreign entity. That's the facts. Nothing's going to happen as long as Biden is president. And we need to watch very closely. That's why, that's why, you, had, why you had Chuck Grassley say, make sure that you don't classify this stuff and we need to make sure it all doesn't disappear. How they can do that, I don't know. Because we are not run by constitutional conservatives. We're not even run by constitutional liberals. We are run by deep state globalist, not beholden to the Constitution of the United States, hacks. That's, that's who is actually running us. So when people say we need to obey our ruling authorities under Romans 13, you are obeying Klaus Schwab, globalist, leftist, bourgeois, elitist hacks who want to leverage you into a one world commerce system using it and using a singular access point controlled by a tyrant. That's who these people are when you want to submit to them. You submit to the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, and the Bill of Rights. Those are your ruling authorities inside the United States. Switching subjects, going back to Tucker, once again, for the third time, I hope you're not tuckered out, but I'm going to use this. I got I got when the more and more comes out about what's going on with Tucker in light of all of these sort of mysterious releases of Tucker behind the scenes video footage. You know, there's always some, I don't know who leaves the cameras on. But there's all this footage of Tucker dropping F-bombs or whatever has been released out into the media and they all think they're going to get Tucker. All they've done is raise his popularity by doing it because it makes him look like a great guy. All the videos just make him look like a laid back great guy. But here's the more of the behind the scenes. Amuse, amuse tweet. Sora Zelensky warned members of Murdoch family. Murdoch family owns Fox News. So you have Zelensky warning the Murdoch family. How does that make you feel about Fox News? How does that make you feel about the veracity of Fox News? Uh, the veracity of what they say about the Ukraine war from Fox News. Members of the Murdoch family, they would be added to its blacklist of Russian sympathizers and collaborators if they did not, this is, if they did not pull Tucker Carlson from the air in March, just weeks later, he was out. Current names on the Ukraine list include Glenn Greenwald, Rand Paul, Tulsi Gabbard, and so on and so forth. So you have Zelensky directly communicating with the owner and CEO of Fox News telling him to take Tucker Carlson down. And you think that the Ukraine war is all about Putin's invasion of the Russian-speaking eastern part of Ukraine, the Donbass region? region? You, you realize that Ukraine has hardly even been around. I think Ukraine got really established in 1941. It hasn't been around that long. 
And suddenly it's, every, it's, it's this bastion of democracy. And again, the world is inverted because Ukraine is anything but a democracy, but they're going to call it a democracy. It's a totalitarian, completely. Zelensky is no less of a totalitarian than Putin. You have a totalitarian invading the Russian-speaking portion of another totalitarian's country. Zelensky has banned all oppo, all oppo political parties and all oppo media, period. They're all done. And then Zelensky is directly communicating with Fox News, telling them that if they don't take down Tucker Carlson, Fox News is cut out of Ukraine. And, and, you, and of course, the Murdochs, which are nothing more than a bunch of Ds with Rs in front of their names, gladly did Zelensky's bidding. Go to the next one for me, Will. The Gateway Pundit tweet. Report Rupert Murdoch and son Lachlan, uh, son Lachlan secretly met with Ukrainian dictator Volodymyr Zelensky before ousting of Tucker Carlson. I put this up because I just wanted you to see the names. We're disturbed by Tucker's stance on Ukraine. So he's got to go. This is a fair and impartial media though, right? Remember, remember Fox News, fair and balanced? You're not allowed to hear the alternative side of the Ukraine story, only the approved side of the Ukraine story, which are they're fighting for democracy they're fighting for democracy inside of a country that's not democratic. That's like saying, we're going to stop transmission and infection by mandating a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission and infection. All right, go to the next one for me, Will. Ryan Fournier uh, tweet, why, why is Fox, Fox News leaking private recordings of Tucker Carlson to left-wing media matters? People are saying this is coming from, from Fox head of PR, Irina Brigante, who is known to keep a file of everybody at Fox News that they did not like so that they could use it to possibly blackmail them in some, stereotyp- uh, some, some way later on down the line whenever they turned on each other or whenever Fox News turned on the host. And, fo- and of course, Tucker was the most popular host, but said things against the narrative. And by the way, it's just so everybody knows, Tucker Carlson averaged about 3.5 million viewers. That's now been cut by minimum in half. It's now, it's now one point, I think I saw it, 1.2 million is who's watching it. All right, switching subjects again. Let's go to banks collapsing. Rep, this is a rep, uh, rep Matt Gates video, but it's Jesse Waters. And this, I just want you to know, we'll, we'll talk about the specific banks collapsing in just a minute, but I want you to know the nefarious activity that's going on behind the scenes of banks collapsing. Play it for me. For years, certain members of Congress, I'm looking at you, have been making money insider trading. Here's a great example, and it's right out in the open. That regional bank, remember, First Republic, you know, the one that just went belly up? Just days before First Republic imploded, Florida Democrat Lois Frankel dumped her shares in the company. Frankel unloaded the stock at $34 a share. Four days later, the stock was trading at 12 bucks a piece. But Frankel wasn't finished. First Republic just got bought up by J.P. Morgan. And guess who bought shares at J.P. Morgan right before the bank scooped up First Republic? That's right. Florida Democrat, Lois Frankel. Shares are up nearly 15 bucks since then. So Frankel's on both sides of the trade right before the news breaks both times. It's almost like she knows something no one else does. Well, that's exactly it. But she won't admit it. Her team released this statement from the congresswoman, quote, my account is managed independently by a money manager who buys and sells stocks at his discretion. Okay, sure. See, it's all on purpose. What you do is you, you go with Joe Biden's Infrastructure Act is $1.5 billion. Just so everybody knows, just starting off with the basics, with basic, basic arithmetic. In 2023, we will bring in about $5 trillion worth of, of tax revenue. Little more, little less. 
Joe Biden's budget is $6.8 So for ease of conversation, that's $1.8 trillion, but we'll just set, round it up to $2 trillion over what we bring in. And we're already $32 trillion, just under $32 trillion in debt right now. So by the end of this fiscal year, we'll be $34 trillion in debt, just so everybody knows. So when you, but when you flood the economy with printed money, and again, I've, I've said this probably 10, 15 times on the show, but I've got to say it again so everybody understands why these banks are closing. And I'm no financial genius, but it's actually easy to, it's easy to determine. It's easy to figure out. They flood the zone. They flood the United States with printed cash. Right now, I want you to think of this. This is 2023. 50% of all currency in circulation inside the United States was printed in the last two years. Do you realize that? That's an absolute fact. That's fact. 50% of all cash circulating in the United States was printed by the Biden administration over the last two years. That's on purpose. Why is it on purpose? To close these banks. What what happens when you flood the economy with cash? It's, It's called hyperinflation. And they'll say that, you know, goods and services are up 15%. How many of us will firmly testify under oath that they're up far more than 15%? And the, and, the, and the extreme gas price surge, as I predicted, watch August closely. Watch August closely. Because the only reason why we're not $10 a gallon right now is because of Joe Biden raiding the strategic oil reserve. Not for your good. If it was for your good, he would open up the XL pipeline. He would be giving, he'd be granting futures permits so that these oil companies can drill. We have enough shale oil in the United States to not only fuel the United States for the next 100 years, but the entire globe for 100 years. We're not touching it. So he raised the strategic oil reserve so that it lowers gas prices so that Democrats can be elected. Because it's, go on, take the money and run. They just, they just, as long as I get elected, as long as I profit, as long as I'm an NGO at the border, I've received my billions, I'm good to go. Well, eventually, eventually your chickens will come home to roost because all of that money that you're taking all that money that you're taking will eventually turn to nothing because they're, they're making it worthless. You can be as rich as you want. You can be Joe Biden as being as rich as you want. So stay on track. I don't know who I'm saying to stay on track. It's me, Tom, stay on track. So I'm staying on track. So they actually, they flood the zone with this money and all of these banks are hyper leveraged in assets that are very vulnerable to interest rates. This is all on purpose. This is why they're not surprised. This is why congressmen and women are making trades based on their failures. So all of these, all of these banks that are hyper leveraged on assets that are dependent on low interest rates, you flood the zone with money, you flood the zone with, with mass currency, it jacks up the interest rates and causes them to default on their assets. That makes sense to everybody? And then the banks have to close you. SVB was the second largest bank closure in the United States history until First Republic just beat it. And we, it, Credit Suisse closed. And, and there's countless ones, big, giant banks, top 15 banks are closing everywhere. It's all on purpose. For what reason? To consolidate banks. Aaron, see if you can find me that list again of banks. JP Morgan, Citigroup, Bank of America, Lil Wells Fargo, Aaron's naming them for me. Goldman Sachs, I knew it had, I knew it had a Sachs on it. They want those banks only. 
Why? Because July 11th draweth nigh. Right-wing conspiracy. Right-wing conspiracy. Or really, July 11th right-wing conspiracy? When Joe Biden rolls out CBDC? It's not right-wing conspiracy. Don't worry, it's only going to be for inside the bank transaction. Remember when he said that he was never going to mandate vaccines and then mandated them? Tommy, I never got mandated. Oh, yeah, all, all federal employees, all federal contractors were mandated. And he did mandate them to all countries, all, all companies with more than 100 employees. But that got defeated in a federal injunction. Yeah. Otherwise, they were. Remember, remember Barack Hussein Obama? You don't like your doctor. You keep your doctor under Obamacare. Then you couldn't keep your doctor. But don't worry, this is all going to be inside of banks. Not for you businesses, not for, not for my private transactions, not for wills, not for errands, not for, not for our private transactions. No, just inside banks. There'll just be CBDC there. What do you got for me there? Oh, yeah, throw that up there just so everybody can see it. So you know that it's that March, 4th, March, March 15, 2023. Federal Reserve announces July launch for the FedNow, FedNow service. CBDC currency. They're just going to make more. They haven't printed enough. You can bring it back to me. They haven't printed enough currency. Now they're going to print digital currency. And by the way, what you'll get is an allotment that you have to spend in a certain amount of time. Where do you get that from, Tom? That's what they're doing in China already, which is fully CBDC. And so is, let me see, what's the other country? Oh, that would be Ukraine, who has no cash at all. Those are facts. Check them. Go ahead. Right-wing conspiracy. Right-wing conspiracy. No. July 11th draweth nigh. So you got to get these banks closed. Better fight back now, banks. Now, you know what? It, it, the banks are the, are the greatest example of all of this. Oh, we're for the Biden administration. Oh, really? Does that save you the, from the consequences of the Biden administration? We cooperate with the Biden administration. Does that save you from the consequences of the Biden administration's legislation? Huh? You're closed now, but you were for Biden the whole time? I, I, I'm for these vaccines. Does that save you from the consequences of the vaccines? Nothing will. Just because you collaborate and cooperate does not mean it's going to save you from the repercussions from the monsters you're collaborating with. Not going to happen. And just so you know, Lois Frankel is not the only one who benefited from this two-way trade. You know, let's see. First Republic's going to go out. I sell that right in the nick of time before their stock takes a major dip because of the rumors of them selling. All these congressmen and women, I'm going to read you to them, read you who they are in a second. They sell out right before the major stock dip, and then suddenly they just choose J.P. Morgan. They could have chose what's the other list of banks there: Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, Citigroup. Well, as far they could have chose, leave those up for me here for just a second. I got them on my screen. They didn't choose Bank of America, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs. No, they didn't choose any of those. They knew to choose. They went one for five. They picked it. 20% chance. They picked the band. These people, Nancy Pelosi, Paul Pelosi, they always pick the winners. It's funny, isn't it? They had a one in five chance of picking the right bank. And lo and behold, Lois Franklin, Frankel, Ro Khanna, John Cor- Curtis, Earl Blumenauer, Dan Goldman, who's a multi-billionaire, New York congressman, each sold their shares between March 15th and March 20th as the bank's credit rating eroded, stock price tumbled, and depositors fled. Now, I don't know whether all those guys bought J.P. Morgan, so I take that part back. I thought they did, but I don't know who bought J.P. Morgan. Lois Frankel for sure did. And if I twere to guess, I will bet you that some of these others also, in the nick of time, sold their first Republic shares and bought, just in the nick of time, J.P. Morgan shares. Because J.P. Morgan shares went through the roof, which you don't want to buy in the high. 
As soon as they found out that J.P. Morgan was going to buy First Republic, those shares go through the roof when the rumor comes out. They bought it right before the rumor. Funny how that works, isn't it? Townhall.com video. Reporter, we've already seen these. Here's Karine Jean-Pierre. Here's how she answers to the congressional corruption of buying on the low, of selling on the low, selling on the high and buying on the low. Play for me. Since we've already seen some members of Congress who have had what seems like particularly good luck um, offloading shares of First Republic Bank and turning around and buying shares of J.P. Morgan. Look, I'm not going to speak directly to that. I have not seen those reports. I get what you're saying. How many times is this woman going to say she's going, it's almost like circle back Saki. How many, how many times is she going to say, I'm not going to speak directly to this? You're the White House press secretary, and you're, you're so glowingly qualified for it because you're a black lesbian. Why can't you use that great intellect that just inherently comes to the black lesbian? Why can't you just go ahead and speak to it? Speak to the situation. We'd like to know why. We want to know how, we want to know why, how, the, how the Biden family's worth millions and millions upon tens of millions of dollars. How Nancy Pelosi's worth $170 million when she's never made more than a quarter of a million dollars in her life per year? I just want to know how all every single time every one of these congressmen and women are on the uh, uh, anticipate the absolute perfect timing to buy and sell stock. We just want to we want to know how they are always on the winning side of stock, massive stock trades, wins and losses. We just want to know. Now, when you're wondering what this is all about, this is a ZZZ video. It's all about CBDC. Play it for me, Will. In 2007, 25 banks, 25 banks. Uh, they had to be bailed out, including Washington, Washington Mutual, the single largest bank failure in history, total of $526 billion, and that was over 12 months. In the last five weeks, we have had three U.S. banks, fa- banks fail, and uh, we're already over the 2007 total by $6 billion. Jeez. This is the data from the Federal Uh, Reserve. It's important that people understand they can be bailed in, but you don't want a huge run on the institution. But they have, I mean, they're going to be. Only a catastrophe can shake humankind and uh, open the, the path to a real system of global governance. I want people to go read Executive Order 14067. Executive Order 14067, signed by uh, Uncle Joe, the 8th of March of 2022, and it went into effect 13 December 2022. COVID makes it, it accelerates the process of digitalization and automatization. It legitimizes the deployment of mass surveillance, and it makes surveillance go under your skin. The nature of the CBDC, what, what is it actually going to look like? They never talk about that. Right. Um, but I heard one European central banker tell me what it's going to look like. And it was around this, this large and would be implanted under your skin. CBDC. If that happens, we're done. The old systems of, uh, of trust and of ownership uh, we'll have to adapt radically. China's taken over, and China, you know, I heard a couple of people say, well, the dollar will never lose the dollar standard. Are they kidding? So, so money is evolving from a very binary thing, which is where it is today, 
to a very complicated, uh, intelligent form of money, which we call smart money. So what happened with this? So everybody knows, how do you get, you have to have an excuse to flood the economy with useless printed money to make these banks vulnerable, these banks that are leveraged on assets that depend on a low interest rate. You flood the zone with money and it jacks up the interest rate. That's the point. That's how this Fed has to respond. So you have to have a justification to print all this money. You can't just print it. You have to have a justification. What was that justification? That would be the COVID pandemic where you've had seven to eight trillion dollars printed. So that, that's what justified because it was never about an illness. It was never about protecting you from a viral infection. It was about getting to the vaccine passport, which laid the infrastructure for social credit systems and CBDC, which is being rolled out on July 11th. That's the point. COVID was all about how, get, crushing economies by, by printing money, causing mass inflation, which closes banks. And then you already have, you already have the CBC, CBDC social credit system infrastructure in place via the vaccine passport technology. It's already there. As Noah Yavel Harari says from the World Economic Forum, COVID was to legitimate, to legitimize mass surveillance and that surveillance will go under the skin. COVID was to legitimize mass surveillance. How do you mass surveil people? There's numerous ways. Of course, part of it's here. But one of the the best way to mass surveil people is, again, to leverage you into a one-world commerce system. One world where you have just those five banks to choose from. And if you post the wrong thing on social media, your CBDC gets cut off. That'd be much harder to do if there were 78 banks to choose from. Thousands of banks to choose from. Be a whole lot harder to do that. That was the point of all of this. The point of all of it is the book of Revelation. Chapter 13, 16 through 18. The mark of the beast that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. That was the point of it all. This is demonic. Right-wing conspiracy, it's not right-wing conspiracy. It's the book of Revelation unfolding right before your very eyes. And it was systemically done on purpose to leverage you into that one world commerce system with a singular access point to all product. And I mean all freaking product. Medicine, food, travel, water, fuel, everything. They want you to have an EV so that they control how much, you're, how, much, how much you use your car. Use it too much, we'll shut down your CBDC. Oh, that can ever, we see it already happening. It's already happened. PayPal and other, other institutions just shut down. Wells Fargo refusing to loan money to anybody. Winchester or, and tracking gun sales via the Discover card is tracking gun sales. You buy a gun using CBDC currency, which will be all credit cards also, you're cut off from buying food until you comply, which is what you've seen over the last three years of 15 days to flatten the curve. Comply, 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 or you will suffer the results of non-compliance. You must stand now, now, July 11th, draw nine. You must stand now. I'm not talking about any violence. 
I'm talking about speaking out. I'm talking about not co- not cooperating. If you're a bank owner, you cannot cooperate. We need to have a parallel economy that offers alternative sources, whether it's Public Square, whether it's a Mammoth Nation, all these different, we need to have a parallel economy. We need to have our own banks. You're like, Tom, we, we, you know, uh, we, we should be tolerant and accommodating and no. You should set up your own system. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. 2 Corinthians 6, 17. Set up our own economy. Untouch, untouchable by Noah, Yaval Harari, and the World Economic Forum and the Biden family. They can't touch us. We have our own banks. Our own systems in place. Our own hospitals. Our own Walmarts. We cannot any longer sit here and try. I'm not talking about any violence at all. I'm talking about just taking action and I'm taking, I'm talking about not taking action. In other words, not complying. We must stand now. Love you all back here Saturday night for 55 minutes of fury. Love all the 400 people that are on our various platforms right now. Got lots of videos right after our about 90 seconds worth of advertising. Love you all. Remember like and share, like and share. I'm endlessly being banned on YouTube. So like and share, share as much as you can on Rumble. We're trying to get as much on Rumble as we possibly can. Rumble, 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 parallel economy. Love you all, see you Saturday night, God bless you. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness. Why are you making big decisions? People make life changing decisions for themselves, for their kids, for their future in the midst of blindness. Because ask yourself, have I ever done the due diligence is adding, then why are you making decisions? You're operating in pitch black. You don't know what's an open door. No, there was an open door. It was an opportunity arose. It's a way that seems right to a man. Now, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying, do you know? It's the Holy Spirit confirmed to you that you're making the right decision. Dating that person, this job, this opportunity, whatever it may be. Have you fasted? You crucified your flesh, you operating by your feelings. It's a great opportunity. See it all the time. Opportunity does not mean righteousness. enjoyed watching the Tom Lively podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLively.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt.